0: Welcome to the Love is Viral show. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, the founder and CEO of Live Media, and the creator of the Live Pocket Coach on the Apple App Store. Our premise at Live is simple. A healthier you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. Our guests include neuroscientists, therapists, professors, coaches, authors, yogis, speakers, entrepreneurs, and those who believe that a bigger, better life can be found at the intersection of mindfulness and science. Join me as we nerd out with a little bit of soul. The Love is Viral show is a Live Media production. Kimberly Treba was appointed Chief Executive Officer of the Girl Scouts of Southern Nevada in April 2018 after a nationwide executive search. An experienced executive with 25 years of design and business strategy, organizational development and operations expertise, Treba oversees a robust Girl Scouts Council of girls and volunteers in six counties. Prior to joining Girl Scouts, Treba served in an executive leadership role with Forte Specialty Contractors, a construction firm specializing in building experiential environments in the hospitality, restaurant, and entertainment industries. A second-generation design professional, Treba began her career as a design and development manager with Walt Disney Imagineering for projects such as World of Disney, Disney's Old Key West Resort, and Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, amongst others. In this episode, we discuss the importance of an all-girl environment of sisterhood and support, the incredible stats, all female U.S. secretaries of state, 71% of female U.S. senators, 59% of women currently serving in the 116th Congress, and 53% of female entrepreneurs and business owners are Girl Scout alum. We'll also discuss why we need men to support girls and the importance of connection for the mental health of children during this uncertain time. Under her leadership as CEO, Girl Scouts was the recipient of the largest single private gift in Girl Scouts of the United States history, with a donation of 70 acres of property and land from the Charles and Phyllis M. Freus Charitable Trust, valued at nearly 9000000 million. Let's dig in. Hi, this is Jeanette Schneider. Welcome back to the Love is Viral show. I am here with Kimberly Trubba. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Jeanette. This is such an honor. I love your Girl Scout
1: green. I know. It's, you know, it's
0: (laughs) happy in
1: you connected to the girls.
0: (laughs) I love it. I actually, it's kind of funny. So a lot of you that are listening or watching may not know, but I have been connected to Girl Scouts for a while. My daughter has been a Girl Scout. She's like a super little cookie seller. And whenever she sees a green dress, at, whenever we'd go through the mall and she'd see a green dress, she's like, Mommy, you should buy that in case you ever do a speech for the Girl Scouts again. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like, she immediately sees, like, Kelly Green and is like... Oh, that's great. That's great." Yeah. Well,
1: it is... A- Either I have black or I have green. I love it.
0: Well, I'm so excited to chat with you today, and I, you know, we've known each other for a while, and both feel strongly about empowering women and girls. I mean, that's something that I think like is within both of our DNA as women, but just as as humanitarians, feminists, whatever you want to call us, but we're also moms. And we've talked about our kids before, and we're going through a period of time right now where I know you as an organization, and I, I do want to get into that. I want to understand how you guys are helping support girls during a time where scouting is very difficult, but so needed. Um, but we're also in a time where we're at home with our, our little ones and and trying to figure out, mine's, mine's nine, yours, of course, a little older, mm-hmm. um, but trying to navigate a very strange time with our, our kiddos. And I'm wondering, like, what you are experiencing and hearing, not only as someone who leads Girl Scouts, but also as a mom.
1: Well, thank you, Jeanette. That's, um, it has been a, a, a difficult time the last several months. Um, first, I think, six weeks just trying to process it all um, from every aspect, from, from my personal point of view, from my family point of view, from, you know, how my children, how do I keep my children safe to my staff and to the, um, all of the members, the 6,000 members we have. Um, when the pandemic, uh, began, I was making, I just happened to be making phone calls to the girls that did, um, and met their goals for the cookie season and calling them to congratulate them. And that's when my eyes were, you know, each time you speak to a child or a parent, you learn a little bit about um, what it is they need, and it didn't take a lot of words for me to realize how deep, how deeply this pandemic has affected families and children. And when I would ask them, "What are you going? What goals did you set? And and where? What do you want to do with the money you've earned?" Every single child wanted to do something with their troop, and wanted to go make a difference but they weren't sure when that was going to be Mm -hmm. and so it was and I think I did about 300 phone calls and every single one just became even more apparent and it was heartbreaking however as a leader I I had to find the positive and the negative and I, I took those opportunities to connect briefly but just to connect and support them and and um, find out what's important to them. And I did that with my family as well. After I had my own, you know, six weeks of, of, I, I think I was pretty down. Um, if, if you, way there. Down. <laughs> yeah. I was down, um, you know, we were, uh, my husband was going to work every day, at, leaving at 5 a.m. So often I'd sleep in another room and it was too, it was dark. And it was just, it was, it was just weird to be so disconnected in so many ways. Um, and then I realized that, you know, that was, that was just a challenge and having my daughter home from college, she was a freshman um, in going to school at Colby college in Maine and, having her home and thinking, gosh, she's not able to live her best life. This is so, this is so difficult. Um, and my husband, my son not being able to play sports and, you know, but we rallied, we came together, we rallied. Um, and my daughter asked if she could have a girlfriend live with us for the summer, a friend from her high school. And she went to an all girls high school, something that she really, really wanted to do. Um, I didn't want her to go away. But it was the best thing ever. And I'm not here to talk about going away to high school. However, I see the importance. I'm not a professional in the field of uh, child psychology, anything like that. But I do understand and I do recognize the importance of socialization, Mm. the importance of setting goals, the importance of supporting one another. And, And that is, you know, it was an easy... Of course, I thought to myself, Having another person with us for the summer—what kind of responsibility is that? But I very quickly realized this is going to be good for mental health for for both of the girls um, as well as our family, and um, and they had they were able to reconnect, and they were and the entire time that they've been together for which has been about uh, two months of the five months, um, they just talked about um, changing the world, what they're going to do to change the world, and. That's the beauty of, I think, the, the opportunity to be in a single sex um, environment, an all girl environment. And I would ask the girls, you know, why, you know, what were the benefits of being in an all girl environment? Uh, what were the downfalls? Because I've always taught my kids, you've got to understand both sides, you know, what are, what are the pros and what are the cons to make your, your best informed decision or to talk to, or to be an expert in what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was really um, apparent to me that the mental health piece across the board was so important. And I had heard from families where young girls who really valued their friendships and their activities on the the playground, after school, they were really missing it and not understanding. The younger ones don't understand the older ones, you know, it's, it's, it's the, point in which you're growing. You're learning how to socialize. You're learning how to take different points of view and sort out your thoughts. Um, And in a Girl Scouts and in an all-girl environment, that's what we do. We teach and we encourage the girls to stand up, have a voice, and to speak out. And and when I asked my daughter, tell me what were the advantages of being in an all-girl environment? Um, And I've asked this to of her many, you know, times over the years, she said, mom, it leveled the playing field. We were all the same, you know, we were all girls and we didn't have the, the distractions and the competitions of a, a, you know, um, co-ed environment. Mm -hmm. And we were able to support one another and really dig into what the, the divergent thoughts
0: without any bias It's funny to me because I've never really thought of it, It, but the amount of, and and I've studied, you know, kind of, um, anthropologically and historically how women have been pit in competent. We've been pit in situations to compete for men, for careers, for what have you. And I didn't even think of the fact that when you're putting them in these situations, they don't have that external factor that they have to impress or compete for. And, um we've just been hearing some stories coming out of some of the local schools, co-ed schools about some even misogyny within their students and how some of the girls are kind of expressing their desire to have it, have it resolved. So I, I, I didn't even think about that. Like you think about that when you're looking for a partner or a man in your life, or you're looking for a job and you have to compete with other people because maybe it's a male dominated industry, but not even thinking about them at such a young age, already being aware of it. it, it it's so true. And, and again, you know,
1: my life experiences, um, it set me on this journey, you know, uh, deciding to change careers and then be a leader, uh, for an all girl environment, um, being a woman through my career, you know, working primarily with men and enjoying it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. some of my greatest supporters and mentors have been men through my life. Um, you know, I, I, as a parent recognizing and I, and even just recently, I've had to talk to the girls just to remind them, you know, don't, don't be a hater, you know, and, <laughs> right. and, and you know, find find the value. And so I'd ask them very pointed questions about their professors, you know, like their male yeah. professors. And then these wonderful stories come up and, um, and, you know, that, that I relate to that because I have a husband who's, who's a feminist, like he, he is, He's all about, he wears his t-shirts that says futurist email and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, and he supports and he prefers to, to I shouldn't say prefers. He likes to work with women because they're organized. They're, they're, they're compassionate. They're empathetic. And they look at things in a very structured way with such hum- humility. Yeah. And, and he is, you know, he has that sensitive side. So for him, that's his language and it works very nicely. And, just to hear him, you know, the vacations we take or or the trips we or the the decisions we make, he's doing it for our kids. And I have a son as well. So, you know, it's not you know, all female. Pro girl.
0: Uh, it's
1: not like pro girl, but I do see the difference. I see the difference in both. Um, you know, my my son's not in an all boy environment, but he plays baseball and he's been playing baseball since he was 4. Yeah. And he's with his guys. And so he sees the value of, of, of guy talk and, you know, you know, boy activities and my daughter sees the value and supporting one another. And, and the conversations are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do teach, I do teach my son and, and it starts in a home. And so when you, when you think about why men should support girls, um, it, it's 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 like walking the talk. It's showing it's it's showing it's, you know it, it's showing how you respect one another, um, points of view, how you bring bring men and women together, boys and girls together, yeah. and you can work out those those elements together in your in your smaller groups and have the confidence. You know that's that's every child is building their confidence and their courage. And, and even us as adults, we're, we're, we're continually working to build our confidence and our courage to do things that are new or to, to change our point of view or to listen to things that we don't like hearing. Um, those are those are challenges that I think you can reach out to those that support you. And yeah. oftentimes it's girls that support girls.
0: Yeah, I love that. I um in our home, it's kind of funny because we have two girls, two nine year old girls, my daughter and my my partner's daughter, and um my partner is masculine, very masculine, but such a girl dad, right? Such a girl dad, so supportive of girls. Um, and I just I was actually interviewing someone recently. We were talking about the importance of making sure we don't forget our boys. And I, and I like what you just said about, you know, your son is being raised in an environment. His mom happens to lead Girl Scouts, right? So you're going to, he's going to hear a lot more probably rhetoric than the average kid in in the home. Um, but you have very strong, um, understanding of, of what it means to kind of be masculine, what it means to be feminine, the strength and, and the values that each bring to the table. So when he moves on in life, as he enters workforces or relationships, that's going to be a different experience because he's seen women in their most valuable, right? And I think that that's, that's really amazing. And I, I feel like, especially with what's going on right now, there's a lot of parenting happening. Um, a lot of conversations within the house, not only having to do with things such as this, but just about the world, about how things have looked, may look, will look, who knows. Um, I was actually um, hiking in Zion this weekend with my partner. And in two different situations, I saw parents take a child aside and sit them down and have a conversation. One was a grandfather that took a little boy and sat down and said, you don't have to argue with everyone. Like sometimes people have a different point of view, but that doesn't mean that you have to fight with them. And he talked about boundaries and respect. And then I saw another mom pull her daughter to the side on the side of a mountain and sit down and talk to her about what she thought um, she loved the most because whatever she loved the most was probably going to be the thing that she enjoyed doing for her career. And it was so funny because I'm watching all of these parents and grandparents have these like really beautiful little conversations Um and I don't know if I'm just more aware of it now because people are kind of getting back to simpler times, right? Still simpler things. They're going hiking as opposed to sit, sitting on devices. Uh, no distractions. There's no distractions. So people are having these conversations about, about values and character. And, you know, Olivia, my daughter, she's has struggled with what's going on with COVID. Um, and she really struggles with the lack of socialization. She had a conversation with me yesterday where she's like, mommy, I feel so lonely and I totally, I totally understand that. But she also was like, well, I want to be a scientist. And so I'm going to defeat viruses. And I was like, you go, sister, you know, like they're all kind of, they're experiencing a new world that really is complicated and, and hard for them to wrap their heads around because it doesn't look like they, what it did. But what I love is you're seeing this kind of resilience and desire to like do something important. Yep. And I hope they keep that. Yep. Oh, I, I do too. I do too. And and I mean, we I could go
1: in so many different directions in this conversation because I, you know, we've always taught our kids before I was even leading Girl Scouts. Um, you know, I taught my son to value intelligence and thoughtfulness over you know being tough, and mm-hmm. um, and and he's 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 a very compassionate, empathetic young child or teenager, um, and. I think he, I, he isn't embarrassed about me talking about Girl Scouts or being the, you know, leading girls. Um, -hmm. he's very supportive. And so that's the kind of, that's the kind of example I want to set. And I I think a lot of parents want to set for their boys and vice versa with the girls, you know, respecting, respecting the opposite sex and, and, um, but it starts, you know, it does start in the home. It starts in our community. Some kids don't have that in their home. Yeah. So that's where being a mentor and getting involved with the youth in our community is so important. And that's a lot of what I focus on with my team is finding those wonderful mentors, those uh, role models for the children who don't have those um, positive reinforcements. Um, and it's just so important Um you know, not, never, not every child is going to have the opportunity or desire to go on or uh, you know, to college or to get a grad graduate degree, but that doesn't mean they can't learn the skills now to be successful and to be a leader in their own right and to lead by example. Um, and that's, you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And that's, or if you can't see it, if you see it, you can be it is I right. turn it around into positive, but if you see it, you, you can be it. And, that's what I think my job is and my, my team's job is at Girl Scouts, and that is to provide girls in our community the opportunity to see what they could be, what they can be, and what they wanna be, and as a
0: person and as and what they want to do in the future. Not only is live like a life coach in your pocket, but we have coaches in 3D as well. With our most recent upgrade, you can sign up for one-on-one coaching with a person on the phone who will hold you down, hold you accountable and offer you perspective as you build your big, bad, beautiful new life. Apple users can sign up for our premium plus plan through the app or check out our next level and mastery options at loveisviral.com forward slash coaching. Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. Live Coaching is available to you as well. Just reach out to us at dearlive at loveisviral.com, and we'll fill you in on all the ways Live can create with you. Live Pocket Coach, welcome to your life. Well, and that's well. It's uh, two questions, because I remember when I worked in corporate America and this is when my relationship with Girl Scouts began because I was actually, um, I sat on the foundation, um, for our community and I, we gave out a lot of money and they used to refer to me as the bleeding heart. Um, <laughs> but I had stats, you know, and you I was like, heart. I have a big heart and I had stats and I'm a nerd and I'm a, you know, a lover at the same time. So I would sit there and I would make my argument And I always argued for um, supporting Girl Scouts because I also knew that um, the girls had a better trajectory. Um, And I I can't remember, I just remember it was like something ridiculous, like 86% of Girl Scouts get a college degree and this many do this and this many. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't quite a few of our Congresswomen Girl Scouts? They are,
1: they are. So I have a few stats. So all female U.S. Secretaries of State are Girl Scout alums, 71% of female U.S. senators are Girl Scout alums, 59% of women currently serving in the 116th Congress are Girl Scout alum, and 53% of female entrepreneurs and business owners are Girl Scout alums. And many of them attribute their experience with the the product program at Girl Scouts as their first entrepreneurial experience. And you know
0: that so well. I do.
1: Olivia's like, she's no
0: joke. (laughs) She was like, I called her hashtag cookie hustler. Cause she was like, she literally got, uh, she was always confident, but she's a little more introverted and we would get out and I took her to my office and she'd walk up to people and she'd memorize the ingredients on the boxes um, and she'd walk up and instead of being like, hi, I'm a girl scout, would you like to support my troop? She'd walk up and she's like, so this is what I have. I have a thin mint and it's a chocolate wafer with a mint this and I have a, this and it's dosi don't have a, this and this is what they are. How many would you like? And every single person, like their eyes would go wide and they'd look at me and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, she she don't, good.
1: I don't think a lot of people realize that the cookie program or the selling cookies is so much more. Yeah. To, to the young girl. I mean, there are there are the five skills that they learn. And so the, the one that you just mentioned about understanding what the ingredients is, you know, that's sales. That's understanding your product. Yeah. But what I love about the, the program is it's tangible. Yeah. So that it's something that's real, that these young girls between the ages of, um, you know, well, from kindergarten to their senior year in high school, five to 17 years old, they're learning the different levels those skills of sales and marketing and financial management um, and, and, and just the taking rejection. You know, how do you take no? And I think you often hear uh, we've all learned from what people like to say failure. Um, If you don't fail, you don't learn. Um, You have to pick up yourself back up. And this is a wonderful program for the girls to, um, to understand that it does take work. It does take setting goals and you have to, um, you have to uh, persevere. It's you learn perseverance. You, you build your courage and your character and there's, they get more nos and they get yeses. And that's just building that, that character and understanding to keep going. Like you can't give up when you, when you get a no, don't give up. Doesn't mean if you're getting a no, like, don't do it. <laughs> you keep doing the wrong thing, but it's a, don't give up. Like, because you have the capacity to do what you want. And, and that's the key, That's the key here is teaching our children and in Girl Scouts, our, our girls in our community, that they can do anything. And that is also important for like the, the parent or the caregiver or men yeah. in their lives. say so you
0: can do anything as a young girl, you can do anything. What's funny is like I actually brought some people to uh, an event one time, and they were watching the Girl Scouts speak, and they were all looking at me like these girls are confident, and I'm like, oh, I know. Um, But here's here's the big question right now: everyone's like, you know, we're looking at possible future lockdowns, you know, additional lockdowns where people are struggling even to get their kids to school. No matter what you believe, like we all want our kids to have the socialization, but it may not be safe right now. So How are you combating that? Because, you know, we have incidences of more child abuse going unreported. We've got like kids need support right now, but they don't really have a whole lot of access to it. So right now, what are you guys doing to make sure that they're getting the support that they need?
1: Yeah, it is a difficult time. And uh, the one thing
0: uh, we're
1: just working hard to reach as many girls and provide uh, connection in the best way and safest way possible for the girls. Um, I'd like to think we can reach everybody. Um, That is a challenge because it Mm -hmm. does, you know, depending upon access to devices, you know, the age of the child, if they need assistance or not. So that's where the troop leaders come in and are a big help as mentors and, Mm -hmm. and other people in our community. And although, Girl Scouts can meet in small groups now, but then again, like you said, that could change. So we've been supporting the troop leaders and doing Zoom virtual meetings. It doesn't replace in-person. We all know that. It does not replace in-person. And and frankly, as parents, we're all concerned about all this virtual stuff, but our children are connected with technology. Like they know more than we know. So when we're being overly concerned about them connecting with their friends, like, oh, you know, you can't be in person. Well, actually, many of them don't mind it right now because that is their life. They, they've got their, you know, connection virtually. They communicate in text message, um, you know, and I'm not saying that should take the place 100%. I'm hoping we work through this. And we, it, our gr- our girls and our community need to have that social in-person interaction. And I hope it can happen sooner than later we're providing, from a council perspective, virtual experiences, um, badge in the box, which is a program where girls can earn their badges independently while their, if their troop is not meeting, it can be ordered through the council. We're continuing with our calendar of events and just really encourage everyone to participate. Um, when girls are in troops that are really active, they have... It's girl led. So the girls pick what they want to do. And and the troops that are very active have their year planned out and have mm. used Zoom licenses from the council or their own to have troop meetings. But we are a resource for the girls and we'll continue to do that and build upon that and provide the opportunities to keep the girls connected until they can meet in person yeah. um, and, and provide that support. But you're right. A lot of things aren't being um caught because the school is a safe haven yeah. for so many children. Yeah. And what I could tell you is that Girl Scouts, we're working with other organizations in our community because we want to be part of the solution. Um, especially with school being hundred percent virtual, we want to be part of that solution to help the parents. We don't know what that looks like exactly right now, but um, we want to be part of that solution and providing the girls with connection and some relief to the parents because this next this fall semester is going to be very, very challenging. Yeah. I,
0: I could I could do a whole podcast on on that. I yep. that was it was very, very difficult. And um it's kind of funny. One of the things I've noticed is when people are like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I don't know what to say to you right now. Because <laughs> life is weird, but we're figuring it out. Um, one of the other things that i noticed um we have a couple of mutual friends and i saw um i saw Dexter Fowler post uh in support yes. of the girl scouts um he donated $1000 cuz he's always talked about what a great and he's you know St. Louis Cardinal he he lives here in Las Vegas and he always talks about what a you know he's a girl dad he loves his, his girls and i'm so curious when i saw that post i'm like what is that what's what's going on you're 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 going out to girl dads and saying, we need you. So tell me a little bit about that, because I know very little right now.
1: Yeah, so we, so I mentioned earlier in the conversation that I had made some phone calls to girls to congratulate them, and I learned a lot from those calls. And then our membership team reached out and did um, health checks, well well checks with leaders and volunteers. And what we took away, we were we understood that in our community here in Southern Nevada, the pandemic has had severe um, um, negative um, effects with being primarily a tourist destination. Many people have lost their jobs or have been furloughed. And so they have just have uh, other stresses. So what we decided as a council was to invest in the girls and we started a campaign better together and where we extended the gift of membership to every current girl scout and their parent or volunteer Mm -hmm. and the council invested the money to pay for that and um that was about one hundred and fifty thousand. and so then we started a campaign um, strong men support strong women to help offset and underwrite paying for those memberships and Many people, many men in our community have stepped up and said, absolutely, I, I, I either have girls or I know people who have sure. girls and Girl Scouting is important to them. Um, and I've heard more now from our um, adult membership that, thank goodness, they had Girl Scouts because they didn't have their sports, they didn't have school, they didn't have other activities, but Girl Scouts, whether they were meeting in person or not, were still a sense of community and a sense of family and a sense of sisterhood for their girls that was meant so much. Even though they weren't able to be together, just knowing that they had a group that was still there and not, you know, and hadn't gone away um, was very important to the well the well being of the young young girls. So we thought it was important to invest in our membership that way. Uh, it was it was an investment. But it's something that um, our community has always supported us on, was making sure that our girls had Girl Scouts if that's what they wanted. And so that's what we're doing. We're, we, we have a campaign that we're currently, um, and we just recently launched, and Dexter Fowler is one of them that supported, along with Shane Victorino and um, our board president, and many men in our community have stepped up. And we're, we're working on that, getting the message out, and um, we're going to underwrite the the. The gift of membership
0: for our girls. I love that. I think it's so important and so valuable for them to feel like they have a sense of belonging right now. And whether or not you're currently a Girl Scout or you have kids in your life, like I think, um, what you're you're doing because I'm watching it from the, the viewpoint of a mother. Like I've been involved with Girl Scouts as a supporter a decade back giving because I knew the stats I became involved because of my daughter, um, because I knew that it would be good for her. Um, I worked with a client who was a big supporter of Girl Scouts in my former, um, career. And I think, um, what I saw more than anything was such confidence and poise and a healthful relationship with self within the girls that I've seen that are are affected by, by Girl Scouts. And, um, Watching my, my daughter and how this pandemic has affected her own, um, she tells me, she's like, I'm lonely. You know, this is, it's a very, it's a very sad time. I miss my friends. This isn't normal. And you can explain what's happening to a child, but that doesn't mean that they fully grasp it. And she's like, I understand what you're telling me, but it's very confusing for a kid because life has always looked like this. And now, and then she makes coronavirus. His name is Bob Corona. Um, (laughs) And Bob Corona showed up and she wanted to kick him out. And so it's just, it's really, it's really um, heartening to hear that there are organizations that are trying to put together connection or virtual programming. I know you guys have talked about doing a virtual camp, different things to engage with these kids, not only for their mental and emotional health. But also, it gives you an opportunity to kind of, like you said, with each conversation, you see a little bit more, you know a bit, little bit more, and that could be helpful for some of those families who are struggling right now.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, We that. have our, our our virtual campus called Campish. ish Camp-ish. I love that. Camp-ish. And it, the patch is awesome. It's it's this little cell phone with a, a window, like a Zoom window with all these little faces. That's um, with, hilarious. Like, Fake fire and, <laughs> and tent, uh, because yes, they're and you know we had a uh, a great Southern Nevada campout. So our team is finding very creative ways to engage the community, and that was a huge success. We had over four hundred families sign up, and we had we had a family from Australia, and we had some families from other states that joined in, and it was a two and a half hour campout, and. Throughout the two and a half hours, we had little twenty-minute activities. So different staff members, different community partners, did their little twenty-minute activity. We had um, the astrological society do a little session. We had one of our staff do a baking session in our in our kitchen at the council, and you know, so it was it was engaging. It was on Facebook Live, so we weren't in person but families got to participate. They built forts in their living room or they pitched their tent in their backyard and uh, got really creative. And it was just really fun. It was, so it. we're trying to find fun ways. Um, you know, the overused word pivot, uh, you know, to pivot things to the positive because we're, again, I, I keep telling this, the team, let's, let's, let's focus on the positives. Let's turn the negatives into positives. And yeah. I, I, when there is change like this, there's opportunity. So let's find those opportunities. You know, let's find. There might be. I believe that there's quite a few girls that, um, especially when they get older, they have a lot of activities going on. So having something virtual may allow them to stay in longer and 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 have that support where they were probably struggling on, gosh, how can I get to that meeting? And, you know, how can I do these two things that's happening at the same time? So I think that it provides a little bit more flexibility for the older girls. It's the younger ones, like you mentioned, you don't completely understand and Mm -hmm. isolation is a a real challenge is a real
0: challenge. It's been so painful to watch in, in our home and the conversations are daily. Um, so I, I definitely, I, you know, I think if anyone's listening, whether, if you live in Southern Nevada, you know, we'd love to see you support Girl Scouts of Southern Nevada, but we're, no matter where you live in the world, cause we have people in Australia and London, we have some people here in the United States, um, get involved with the girls in your community and the Girl Scouts of America, I know would be happy to, to have additional support. If, if they wanted to find, um, Girl Scouts of Southern Nevada, where's the best place to go? dot Girl Scouts NB for Nevada
1: dot org. And all the information is there. Um, we welcome more girls. I, I really, really believe that um, having this sisterhood is so important at every age. It's important to me as, a, as an adult and as a leader of Girl Scouts. You know, I just had lunch with someone the other day that graduated, was a Gold Award Girl Scout, earning the highest award for a mentor session. Mm. And she went on and on and on about the mentors in her life through Girl Scouts that have changed her life.
0: Yeah. And
1: that is so rewarding because I can then share those stories with others. And I love it when we have the, when I have the opportunity to interact with girls. And I had that when I grew up, I was a Girl Scout. My mom was a Girl Scout. She was my leader and I, you know, the sisterhood is, is real and it's important and it's needed now more than ever. I think that's going
0: to be the name of the episode. The sisterhood is real. I like that.
1: (laughs) The sisterhood is real. And, you know, and I I really, as they get older, women supporting women is so key. Um, You know, it's female empowerment comes from a place of respect and love, both from men and women. And I, you know, just again, walk the talk and what you see you can be. And I just, I really believe that. And so For me, it comes from, which is so fitting for this podcast, you know, it just comes from a place of love and care
0: and compassion. Well, Well, and that's one of the, you know, and that's one of the hallmarks of this entire thing is the idea that we, as we work on ourselves, we make love go viral. We influence and impact. And I love what you just said about it's, it's respect and love. Like, and that's one of the things I do appreciate about my female relationships and what's funny is you mentioned earlier, like you tell the girls like, hey, don't be a hater. And I've had to publicly tell people I am, yes, I am a self-proclaimed feminist. I love men. I, um, have been led and mentored by many men throughout my career. And I still actually, um, it's kind of funny cause I get into an old cadence when I have men on my team because I'm so used to, I worked in a male dominated industry. So I was so used to interacting with men and, um, but what I will say about my female relationships is the quality and the richness of them, I think, has been life-changing for me to have those people who are looking out for you and to be plugged into a community of people who want to see you do your very best and want to see you win, I think is is just groundbreaking. It's life-changing. So, it So. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being with me today and sharing your thoughts. You know, I am a huge supporter. I um I believe in, in what you're doing. I've seen it over the years and have tried to push people your way in the past. <laughs> and and we appreciate it. Thank you, Chad. I, yes, I know, I know, because I see what more it More the does. merrier. Yeah, no, I see what it does and I I know I know data-wise why it's so important, but I also have seen the effect it's had in my own child's life. So I just want to thank you for your leadership here and for what you guys stand for and what you're doing. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much for joining today. I love Kimberly's perspective on women's empowerment, being motivated by respect and love. We need more of that. You can find the Girl Scouts at Girl Scouts NV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. As always, please subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. We are always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have ideas we'd love to hear from you, email us at dearlive at loveisviral.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loveisviral.media or visit our website at loveisviral.com. Apple users, don't forget to give the Live Pocket Coach a try by downloading it for free for seven days.